0: Hello and welcome back to skip the small talk podcast. If you are someone who has been tuning in since day one and listening in to me, I just want to say, as always, thank you so much for your support. And I'm really glad that I can add some value. Uh, to your life through my episodes. Um, If you are someone who is just tuning in today for the first time, then hello and welcome. I really hope you enjoy listening in. Um, I am your host, Alexandria Santini, and you are listening to episode six. Uh, first I just want to say it's really crazy to me. Like I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that I am six episodes in. I remember when this was just an idea and it was just a thought in my mind where I was like, hmm, I want to start a podcast. And I had, you know, friends of mine, family of mine that was like super supportive of it. And was like, yeah, you should do it. I think it's something really good that you would enjoy doing. And you have a lot of good stuff to share. And even with all that positive feedback they were giving me i still had like my doubts about it i was still nervous to do it and I'm really glad that I actually did do it because I've been connecting with a lot of different people. It's been a really cool experience. And I also have been even reconnecting with old friends of mine that, you know, I haven't spoken to in a while and and it was surprising to me that they actually were tuning in and listening and then reached out to me and, you know, were like, "Oh my god, I completely relate to what you're saying. I I get it. Like I feel the same way sometimes. Like some of, you know, what you're saying is so inspirational to me and Um, It makes me think a little differently and it was just it's just really cool to be able to do that for people Um, But yeah, i'm really glad that you guys are here listening in so like I said, this is episode six It's really an interesting one because I was lucky enough to uh, Be able to connect with someone on social media recently who is um, a very successful entrepreneur He is an amazing writer like his work is so great Um, and he's also a successful podcaster with, um, 7 million downloads on his show. So, you know, it's good stuff. And he just recently launched his second podcast, which is, it's pretty cool. And it's actually pretty inspirational. Um, but yeah, so I, I had like an idea of a topic I wanted to discuss and, you know, I'm going to talk about it here and then I'm going to include some clips of, the conversation that I was able to have with um, Matt. His, his name is Matt Gottsman, um, And so I'm not going to put out the full uh, interview that I had with him. It's just I want to include really important pieces of the conversation that relate to what I'm about to talk about um, because he, he gave some really good insight and there was a few particular moments that what he said was really Um, eye-opening and I think it would be really fitting and cool to just throw in those clips of the conversation here so um, I hope you enjoy. Have you ever used the term or the statement I don't have time or I wish I had more time to do this or that? Um, if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say I don't have time or I wish I had the time for that, I would probably be rich by now. And even with me, like, I've definitely used that plenty of times. right? I don't have time. Now, let me ask you a question. When you think about the term ROI, return on investment. Right. Most people would know what this means from a financial perspective. Right. I don't think you need to be an expert in finances to understand that we always want the highest return and the most positive return on the money that we invest. Right. Or at the very least, we want to at least make sure we get back what we put in to break even. We obviously never want to lose money, you know, or get less than than what we put in. Right. I think that's obvious to everybody. And nowadays, there's so many tools that are offered to us, like budgeting and templates and all these apps, you know, these financial planning apps like these these things literally lay it out for us. It shows us where exactly our money is going or how we can adjust the places it's going to make it worth more. Right. So think about how frustrating it is or what an inconvenience and what it costs us when we lose money or when we waste money. Right. It's it's. That, so take that same concept and that same scenario and apply it to your time and energy why not place your time and energy with just as high of a value as the money that you have in the bank like why not be careful and intentional with where you're putting your time and energy into and like i see people even myself until i, I started to to change my mindset, like giving away time and energy and just wasting it so freely. And I don't think people view, you know, time this way because the way they view money, because money is something we physically see, right? We use it for consumption. So the more we have, the more we can buy and the more we have to show for it. But you can't see time, right? Obviously, you can't physically see time. But I'll tell you something, the quality of our lives eventually becomes the physical thing that we have to show for how we spent our time. Like, I'm not sure if that makes sense the way I'm saying it. Um, but you if you're not intentionally enough with your time, eventually it catches up to you and it starts to show based off the quality of your life. And time is something that is given to us freely. We're born with it. We all have time. We just choose to spend it in different ways. Um, you know, I've shared in my past episodes, you know, if you've been listening then you know, if you haven't then you can catch up and and you'll hear that I talk about how much my life has changed for me in the past couple of years. But, you know, there's two particular things that have made me realize um how quickly time flies and how valuable it really is. And that's not me just saying a a cliche thing, right? It it's really time is really more valuable than anything else, and the two things that made me realize this, you know, more than any anything else, it's, there's two particular things that made me realize this, and ironically, they're the complete opposite of each other, right? So the first thing that made me realize this was bringing life into this world, you know, and watching my kids grow. So if you're a parent and you're listening, you know that when you have kids. You automatically it's like a switch like you realize right away how fast time goes like seeing your kids turn from babies to toddlers. You know, I haven't hit the stage yet of like older children and teenagers and things like that. But even this far, I've seen how quickly time flies. So that's one way that made me see time differently. Right. And the next is I've been experiencing so much, especially in the past two years. Right. I've experienced so much sudden loss right of people around me like by death and I know that sounds crazy or morbid or whatever but it's real it's real and it's scary to see and experience and like even if it's not people close to me I've had friends of mine who have lost people close to them, parents and loved ones close to them suddenly, whether it's through sickness or, you know, the past two years, we've lost a lot of people through COVID and like, um, just, just unfortunate events. And it really opens your eyes to, to, you know, like life is short, right? Another cliche thing to say, but also very much the truth. Like, Life is short, especially when you see how quickly, you know, at one moment someone can be here and then they're not. And and how things just happen in an instant, right? So I'm experiencing seeing my kids grow up and then I'm experiencing all this loss, right? That's also making me realize the value of time and how we can't waste it. And then I'm also at the same time, right, um, people that know me on a personal level know that I take my role as a daughter just as seriously as I take my role as a mother, right? So I spent a lot of time with my parents and they had me late in life. So they are a little older than the typical parents like of someone my age, right? My my parents had me when they were in their 40s. So for me, like I'm watching my parents grow old and aging in different ways and sometimes it makes me sad because I'm like why wow, I really need to make sure that I'm spending a lot of time with them that they're spending a lot of time with my kids you know so it's like all these things are going on right I'm watching my parents get older I'm also have a, a experience unfortunate loss and then at the same time I'm watching my kids how quickly they're growing up and all of these things really made me like have a whole different mindset When it comes to my relationship with time, right? And not only with time, but being able and having the freedom to do valuable things with my time. And I don't think I was always paying attention to this or maybe I just wasn't being intentional enough with my time until life kind of made me do it. Let me tell you something. The two very best teachers in life are little kids and older people who have been in this world for a very long time because little kids will teach you how to enjoy the moment. You ever pay attention to a little kid when they're doing something that they they enjoy? They really just are in the moment and they're not worried about anything else. Their time is just going right into what they're doing. Right. And then older people will teach you how and why you should never waste any time and to do whatever it is that your heart desires so that you don't live with lots of regrets later on. And, you know, my mom and dad, especially my mom, like she preaches this to me all the time and she's like such a big fan of me, you know, doing whatever it is that I put my time into. She's proud of me. She loves all of it. Like even my podcast, she listens to and she cheers me on. It's the cutest thing. And, you know, it's because there's a lot of things that she tells me that she wishes that she did when she was younger. And, you know, it's like she almost lives vicariously through seeing me do things a certain way. And my dad, on the other hand, like he's always very real and open and honest with me. And, you know, as it gets later in his life and and he starts, I feel like older people really do a lot of reflecting. You know, my dad is like late 70s already and he does like a lot of reflecting on his life now and I feel like as he gets older it gets worse like he'll start thinking about things he wanted to do or better relationships he wanted to have with people or different decisions he wanted to make and like you know when when I think of that it's for me you know without sounding harsh it's like I don't want to be that way like I don't want to be old and old one day looking back with regrets or You know saying I wish I I would have done certain things like I want to look back and and also be an example to my kids of saying like I created my life I built it I was intentional you know I didn't let life um, control me like I was in control of what I was doing and I was intentional about my time you know this is the kind of stuff that keeps you happy and joyful and vibrant. So in a way, you know, I'm lear- I've learned from my parents by doing things that they didn't do and actually and even doing not doing things that they did, right? It's it's I was breaking a cycle. And they never get offended if I say, you know, I don't want to be this way or or do things this way. They're proud. They're proud of the fact that I've, you know, made intentional decisions and I've created A path for myself in life and like and that as I'm growing older I'm growing wiser and I'm I'm taking more of a control over the over my life and and doing things that I want to do and and um, taking big steps or or facing fears or not being worried about outside noise like they're super proud of those those kind of things you know so going back I just want to say you know I I'm come to a point now where I really want to start making sure that I spend more time with the right people. And I want to make sure that the time and energy that I'm putting into anything in my life, it could be the littlest things to the biggest things, whatever it is, even down to the the little tasks that I do every day on a daily basis. I want to make sure that I'm being intentional and I'm giving, you know, and whatever I'm doing is giving me the highest return on my investment. That's where this term comes from that I'm talking about, return on investment of my time and energy. I want to make sure that I'm getting the most out of what I'm putting into. So let me explain how we measure or calculate this ROI in life, right? So first, you have to know what areas of your life that you're investing in. Right. The, the areas are probably very similar for most of us, but can be different depending on what's important to you or what stage of life you're in, whatever you're into um, that holds a high value in your life. Right. But I have 10 areas that I place high importance on. And I think if you put thought into it, most of us can find 10 areas that we want to pour into. So all these areas, I call them the bank. Right. But it requires a crazy amount of balance and discipline and intention if you want to keep all these areas healthy, thriving and full. So here's the 10 areas of my life that I chose. Right. The number one is my mental health, which includes emotional and spiritual well-being. And I think everyone can relate to this. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what part stage in life you're in. Like, I think everyone wants to pour positively into their mental health. Right. The next for me is my physical health. Really, really important to me, because if I don't put time and energy into taking care of myself physically, if I'm sick or if I don't feel well, nothing else functions for me. The next is motherhood, you know, and my kids, then my marriage, um, social life, which includes like, you know, my connections with my family and my friendships and, you know, making time for that. Um, the next is like career and education. Like I'm, I'm constantly working on educating myself and, you know, venturing out a little bit into different career opportunities The next is finances. It's another point that I think everyone wants to pour into. They want to make sure if they're putting time into something that's supposed to be bringing them money, that it's, you know, actually worth it. Um, The next is personal development. I'm not sure if that's an area of life that everyone wants to pour into, but it's something that's really, really important to me. Um, The next is anything leisure, like hobbies, having fun, you know, always have to make time for play, not always work. And the next one is serving others, right? So it's like adding value to other people's lives, um, you know, helping someone, whether it's people in my close circle, you know, or people that they don't even have to be close to me. But if it's somebody that I can relate to or help in a certain way, then that's another part. So now that I have my bank set up, there's three things that I use to measure my return. The first thing is whatever I just gave my time and energy to, it left me feeling either better uh, in some way, accomplished, uplifted, inspired, or with some kind of positive emotion and higher energy. The second thing is that it pours into or improves one or more of the areas of my life or, you know, a part of the bank without negatively affecting another area. And the third one is I am able to operate with intention and show up as my highest self. So that means that anything I'm doing, anyone I'm hanging out with, any, um, you know, anything I'm engaging in, whatever decision I'm making, it's with a purpose and an intention of why I'm putting my time into it so this makes me confident in what I'm doing and it, it allows me to show up as my highest self the bigger question is how do we even get to this point point? and honestly it just takes a lot of discipline intention and boundaries and most importantly on top of those three it takes getting rid of distractions Distractions will almost always give you back a negative return, and a negative return is anything that takes away from you but leaves you feeling drained, negative, unaccomplished, anxious, and so on. Even though there's so many um, distractions around us, I feel like there's two types of distractions in particular that suck the most time and energy away from us, and that's mindless activities and the thoughts that go in. Um, that go on in our own mind. So the mindless activities are anything that we do without much thought. It's something that we do on autopilot or simply out of habit, but it doesn't hold any purpose or add any value to our day. And it certainly does not fill up any part of our bank. It just makes us feel more busy than we are, which ends up leaving us with more anxiety or uh, feeling like we're so tired but we're not doing anything we don't even have anything to show for why we're so tired so the moment you turn those mindless activities into mindful ones then you already start improving so like that 10 to 15 minutes that you spend mindlessly scrolling on social media can be used to either you know Um, scratch something off your to do list It can be used for journaling or even doing like a 15 minute workout to move your body. Like you have to start paying attention to all the little mindless activities that you engage in throughout the day or even the week and total up the time and then you just readjust what you do in that time. The second distraction is our thoughts, right? Like, our mind tends to play a lot of tricks on us, at least for me. And, you know, our racing thoughts that we keep in our mind can definitely take away from our ability to be present and actually be in the moment. So it's important to stop giving energy to those thoughts. Like, I'll give you the best example of that. Um... One thought is worrying, right? Especially about things that we can't control. But I feel like that's the most common thing for everyone. And we all do it on some level. But it's such a waste of time. Like, not only does it waste our time, but it gives us back such a negative return. Like, I know when I'm worried about something, especially something that I know I can't change or control, um, it leaves me just feeling anxious, down, stressed out, you know, which really is just pulling out of my bank, but it's not putting anything in. But if I decided to use that same time and energy and engage in things like, um, I'll use meditation as an example, right? Something that improves my mindfulness. It calms me down and it improves my faith, right? Which is the exact antidote to worrying. So now guess what? The same amount of time it took me to worry and create this scenario in my head and feed into all these thoughts, That energy, I used it to do something better, to do something that poured into the areas of my life in multiple ways, like my mental health, my spiritual well-being. And now, not only that, it starts to become a domino effect because now, if I'm calmer, then I'm less stressed. And if I'm less stressed, then my mood is better. And now, I start showing up better as a person. I start showing up better for my family, for my husband, for my kids. So, something as small and simple as you know, um, meditating or doing an activity for a short period of time that benefits me, it takes like, what, the most 20 minutes, right? You could even meditate in like five minutes, but it can literally improve multiple areas of my life over time if I'm staying disciplined and, and paying attention to what I'm giving my energy to you know compare that return to the return that you get from waking up and worrying every single day so you just keep paying attention and you keep applying this you know applying this mindset to all the aspects in your life and now little by little you really do start to reclaim more time the next big thing for me that I struggle with are, were, was like daily tasks, right? I tell you guys all the time, I am busy. I always have a lot to do and like a lot of things to remember and take care of. But really, when I put this into perspective, I realized that most of it is all about mindset. You know, sometimes the thoughts and the story that we create about, quote unquote, how much we have to do, takes more time and energy than just actually doing it right and this is something that i struggled with a lot like my my husband can even attest to this there would be times where he would be like oh let's watch a movie and it would be something simple like that and i would get an attitude like no you know i can't do that i have a million things to do you don't understand i have a million lists a million things going on in my head and really that was more coming from a place of like anxiousness and you know i'm making it bigger than what it really is And honestly, you know, on a man's perspective, like they're very logical thinkers. They're more like black and white. So for him, it's more like, okay, just tell me what needs to be done. Give me the task and I'll get it done. And, you know, all the drama or the anxiety that I created around that simple to-do list took more time and energy away from me than just doing it or just telling him, you know, giving him something to do from it. And you realize how much extra time and energy it takes to feed the anxiousness, right? Another thing that helped me a lot uh, with my time management is learning how to start setting a specific amount of time that I want to spend on something, right? So that I don't that I don't um, give it more uh, time than it needs, right? So if I say I'm giving my, myself thirty minutes to complete this task, then that's what I'm giving myself, and nine out of ten times. I will get that task done in the time that I said. And there's actually a theory on this called Parkinson's Law that shows um, if we apply a deadline to every task that we do, our brains will literally simplify the task to make sure it gets t- done in the time given. So if you make it an all-day thing and you make it a production, your brain is going to make it take that long. But if you say, um, I'll give you an example. I need to pack this bag and I'm giving myself 10 minutes to do it. Your brain will literally simplify the task and make sure that it gets done in 10 minutes. Like, and it's crazy. If you really pay attention, it's, it's true. Like you could look it up and read. It's a really interesting concept that helps us um, relate to time better. And it's called Parkinson's Law. I'll put a link in the description um, of the episode if you're interested in reading it. So basically, in a nutshell, um, if it's not serving me, if it's not pouring into the areas of my life and it's not adding to my bank, then I don't invest my time, energy or money into it. So I want to get to the conversation that I had with Matt Gotsman. Um, I'm also going to leave his information in the description of this um, episode. You'll find his Instagram there. It's at Matt, M-A-T-T, Gotsman, G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N. You'll you'll find all of his information in the description. I'm going to share the clip with you of his take on... um, return on investment of time and energy and also how he started to become more intentional with his own time. So I don't understand this concept of people just like going with the flow and like not paying attention to who they're spending their time with, what they're spending their time doing and investing in. So I kind of just want your take on it because I'm pretty sure you can give us some good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you you definitely uh, brought up a a couple of great points that I I expanded on on this week's uh, Mm -hmm. Substack. So MattGosman.substack.com is what he wants to read. It's called Permissionless for a lot of reasons. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And I talked about time being the more valuable currency than money. And um, I'll piggyback off of the original question on the background, which brings me into today for time, Mm -hmm. is because in And I was still a consultant when I was online and then I eventually turned that into an agency in 2019 Mm -hmm. um, around like systems, um, you know, marketing and sales, automations and funnels and things like that. Um, And um, I became infatuated with systems because I became infatuated with time because my father was uh, in the hospital and he ultimately passed. And um, I was watching, he loved, he was, he's such a good man. Um, Mm -hmm. He was such a great entrepreneurial lawyer and he knew how to take care of community in the, in the physical world. And up until his last dying day, he was really still putting, it's like his soul knew and he was still Mm -hmm. putting pieces together. So on one hand, I feel like the soul knew what was about to happen, but he was still working and -hmm. there's nothing wrong with work because he was very purpose driven in life. Um, But watching the position watching what the hospital was doing Mm -hmm. watching watching what like health officials were doing Mm -hmm. and watching what he was using his time when being in that position it actually really scared the shit out of me to be honest with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I was I was just like part of my French on your your no no it's fine totally fine Uh, you know but it, it was just like I it really was um I was about to turn 40 and I'm like you know what it's not going to fly. It's not going to fly anymore. I'm like, that's it. And I really drew a line in the sand Mm -hmm. on my time. And it wasn't just time. It was like, I was noticing it was another transformational period in 2019. I noticed a lot of things were leaving and resetting um, for me. And I wanted to use that time to be like from 40 to 50, I want to do a whole other like route, a Mm -hmm. whole route. And I, and I wanted to have a complete relationship with time. And so systems were, you know, we're creative.
0: Mm-hmm. You and
1: I were part of the creative world. We're the creators. We're online creators. We're, you know, we, we from writing to podcast and producing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And often times, systems, quote unquote, um, outside of the external world, but mm-hmm. systems, systems have a bad rap. They're not, quote unquote, not sexy. Right. Mm-hmm. They're actually some of the most sexy things you could ever imagine if you creatively think about it this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you love what you do, first question, how do you do more of it without burning out? Mm-hmm. Second question, if you could do more of it without burning out and earn a living from it, mm-hmm. how how do you how do you put that into place as well without burning out? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, and then how do you design your day around what you love to do from a profession Mm -hmm. um, and from experiencing your life because they synonymously work
0: together hand in hand Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah and so because i need a healthier life to contribute to my work and my work Mm -hmm. creates you know a healthy expression of myself and my life so they're they're very much needed and I, um, so I started, I started auditing my time. I started like looking at how am I really spending the day mm-hmm. and what am I really doing with it? And I wrote about this in my recent letter about, you know, you hear myths all the time. Like, oh, I don't have enough time. Yes, you do. You really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to say that too, because I was doing a lot of tasks and a lot of busy work mm-hmm. and I was also tired. So if I'm doing a lot of busy work and I'm also mm-hmm. tired, I don't really know how mm-hmm. I'm actually like. I don't. I'm not clear and directional. Mm-hmm. I'm more just existing, if you will. You're just right? existing, yeah. And that you know may sound harsh, <clears throat> but but we we can have the facade of. Mm-hmm. But I'm busy and I'm. But and I'm busy. Are,
0: yeah. Things are
1: happening, and it's like, but where are they going?
0: And what is it giving you back?
1: Right. And where's Mm -hmm. the return to Mm -hmm. your exact point? So I was like, well, if I'm giving time and energy, let me understand why I'm doing it and what will be coming back from it. And so Mm -hmm. the first steps I took were I started journaling my day for seven days Mm -hmm. and looking at um, every couple hours, like what did I just spend the last couple hours doing? And by the end of the week, actually by the third day or second day, I was in shock and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm so full of it. I was like, I, I really, it was almost like it was such a gut check because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not really organized as mm-hmm. much as I thought I was. I'm not really directional. I'm not really clear. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm tired at these times. And for what reasons? Um, you know, I jump around a lot. I'm multitasking, but like losing momentum constantly. I mean, it was a gut check. It was a major, mm-hmm. major gut check.
0: You would have and- never known, though, if you weren't being intentional about right. it yeah right.
1: like just look as naturally curious as we are about mm-hmm. other people and relationship being a relationship or like our mm-hmm. hobbies or or anything in life or you know artists or art or anything mm-hmm. just be that naturally curious about yourself like literally just be naturally curious like mm-hmm. turn the mirror on yourself and be like I want to I want to watch me I want to mm-hmm. understand what is it I'm doing <laughs> you know and, and have grace yeah. you have to have grace but um as I did that The next viable step was, what do I want to be doing? And that's going to force some new questions for you in thinking about designing your life. And what I mean by being, you know, the designer of your life, um, you know, I had several different um, steps involved in that. And a loved one of mine um, uh, brought to me the average perfect day and um the way it it, it's about 27 28 different questions Mm -hmm. from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep but you don't just answer them lightly like it's a very future self exercise where you're actually engineering Mm -hmm. the what what a good day of how you do things and exist Mm -hmm. in life like how you what what is that life and you use your soul and you take time like Three, four pages sometimes per question. I mean, it takes a few days, and but I, I dove in, and mm-hmm. it was an amazing exercise. And why do you do it? Because you then reverse engineer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what you do from there is, how is my day currently being lived mm-hmm. that is in accordance with the energy of what that life does. Future Matt look at me and be like, yeah, actually, so you're making really good decisions. That's exactly how I got here. You know, this uh-huh. that's exactly how I'm I'm living here, and so yeah. I. I didn't want to just mm-hmm. think about my work. I wanted to think about my life. And I started thinking about um, my health and um, even more of my, you know, internal, you know, my, my intuition and spirituality and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to think about what I'm putting in my body from nutrition, movement and exercise, my creativity, my mm-hmm. sleep, um, my time with friends and family, um, my extracurricular mm-hmm. activities, when am I doing meetings? And why do I even need to do those meetings? Like, Mm -hmm. you start to really ask yourself a lot of questions. Like, do I actually need to say yes to that? No, you probably don't.
0: Probably not. But you do. Yeah.
1: You know, And it's like, do I need to have that meeting? Or or like, the more you become obsessed with time in a Mm -hmm. healthy way, the more you start asking really great questions, not only to yourself, but to other people like, hey, instead of meeting, can you just tell me in like five minutes what you need? Yeah and, like, yeah, and they're like well yeah and I'm like just voice text me or email me yeah, and then right I right. give I give them an answer like that it's it's been happening more and more through the last couple of years it's like I give them an answer like thank you I'm like cool now you save money on taking me out to lunch and quote-unquote picking my brain which I hate that term yeah. and and I just gave you whatever you needed in five minutes and if you need an I'm hour like, well you can mm-hmm. pay me for the hour because I have an hourly charge if that's what's needed you know so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and Yeah. So, you know, in a great book that also reshaped my thinking on time and energy and money is from Naval Ravikant, um, The Almanac of Naval. And he's very, you know, he was um, one of the co-founders of Angelist.co, He's a Silicon Valley investor, but he's different. They call him the angel philosopher because Mm -hmm. like angel investor, but a philosopher because he's fundamentally for us. Like in terms Mm -hmm. of, listen, stop doing all the things society told you to do and like get very dialed in on the fact that we have the most leverage we've ever had with technology Mm -hmm. to build and be whatever it is that we want. And, you know, let's have some very quick hitting ideas on who you are from a perspective of happiness and wealth. Mm -hmm. And he talks about it very, very well. Like I was like, oh, wow. And it's not what people think. Uh Um, And that wealth is actually created even more so from a relationship with your time and your energy
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: that dictates what you will do, who you will spend it with and how you make your money Mm -hmm. versus just jumping into the rat race and saying like, I'm going to do exactly everything that I'm told to do. And it's like, well, yeah, you could probably then be a cog in the wheel. Like relationship with time isn't just like, what am I doing during the hours and very robotic. Mm -hmm. It's like really, what would you ideally like to be doing with your time mm-hmm. ideally like and so you can say I mean and I get it some people may be like well I just want to retire and make passive income only and like okay well first of all everything good in your life is earned and worked for mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. earning it earning and working for it smart
0: mm-hmm. is
1: is also a part of the process um but you have to take that time to, to make that. But, yeah, I do fundamentally believe you can make whatever lifestyle you want. You just have to build it, though. You have to take that accountability. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like you have to know where you want to go. You don't have to know all the how. You just have to know where you want to go. And the goal, really, the how is mostly just jumping in, using time, um, to, using time in your favor. Like, okay, during these hours, this is what I'm doing and why. Well, mm-hmm. why? Because this is where I'm going. Okay, and then during these hours, what am I Uh, either learning, creating, attempting, experimenting, Mm -hmm. building, trying, whatever, that is in alignment with where I'm going. And that then allows you to find answers quicker than constantly Mm -hmm. preparing all the time. If you're always preparing to go, you're Mm -hmm. never really moving. But if you're in, in the game, you're getting signals every single yeah, you're, time. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're making connections. Yeah. You're getting signs. You're learning as you go. And then yeah. everything just starts. It's like a snowball effect almost.
1: Exactly. And then it's, then it's basically, oh, how mm-hmm. do I go faster? But mm-hmm. slower. And so that ch- sometimes trips people out when I say faster and slower. And I kind of did this on like a text this morning. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like um, but when I slowed down to figure out what I was doing, Mm-hmm. I then removed a lot of um, there's a great book Essentialism The Discipline mm-hmm. and Pursuit of Less. I love this book um because it's all about removing what he says the, the trivial many versus for the vital few. Most mm-hmm. things are unimportant. They I know, are unimportant. They're
0: distractions and noise. They're, That's what I call them. Almost, noise.
1: Yeah. A lot of things. noise. And and, yeah. and by the way, anybody listening, we're all distracted. It happens. It mm-hmm. totally happens. Your job is to figure out how to remove their distractions right away. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out how to remove them. Well, I figured that out by understanding Mm -hmm. what I was doing with my time. But I understood what I was doing with my time. I started putting in certain disciplines. Mm -hmm. And um, it takes time to get into these habits because you don't even realize how badly the system had its hands on you. Or the, 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 the time we were wasting had it, it's, its it's hands on us that we didn't really even realize it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so it, it takes time. So I tell people, you know, I have grace with it. This has been like a three, four year project of mine with me. Mm-hmm. It's like understanding time. And what I'm noticing is I'm getting more done in less time,
0: mm-hmm. more free
1: time in my afternoons and evenings than ever before. Yet I'm having my highest productive output. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Well, because I know what I'm doing, when I'm doing, and how I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I'm constantly optimizing it, and who I'm doing it with, right? So, right. Um, so I, I, I just realized like, oh wow, time and discipline equals freedom, and most yeah. people, mm-hmm. right? Most people are like, oh, I want the money. I'm like, you want the freedom.
0: We yeah. all want the money. Yeah, exactly. You
1: want, you want the freedom. And mm-hmm. by the way, you should want the freedom. We all know it because our soul comes into this world free.
0: Mm-hmm. It was the
1: society that took it from us yeah. and, and put you into the, into this like, this is how you'll do things.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: And, then, and and not only telling us this is how you'll do things, but then to your point way back at the beginning, by the way, go figure it out yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Go find your purpose, but also right. like you got to do it this way.
1: Right and so um it's a fascinating relationship with ourselves and that's why when you realize time and discipline equal freedom Mm -hmm. you will jump so quickly into understanding what do i need to do for myself and you know what's interesting is all the things that quote like discipline has a bad rap it's Mm -hmm. actually very fun to work on you harder than you might have worked on i don't know people who uh value you less like within Mm -hmm. your job or whatever and it's so fascinating to watch. Like, look, nutrition and exercise and all this stuff—it's not a drag. Not if you're trying to do the whole 90-day goal, yeah, yeah. like Foods, all this—it's <laughs> going to mess with you. Yeah. I made it a—I made it a lifestyle. I went to trainers, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't really necessarily have time to figure out by doing all the research. Mm-hmm. I would like your. This is what you do, so mm-hmm. we can find ways to use time in our favor from other people's expertise. Mm -hmm. And I went to them and and I remember they were like, you know, each of them were like, well, you know, how long do you want to go for? I'm like, what do you mean?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: and they were like, well, like, do you have 90 day goals? You want to do this for six months? I'm like,
0: no. I just want to fit it into my lifestyle. Pretty much. I
1: was like, let it ride. Like for how long? I'm like forever. And they were just like, Oh, (laughs) you know, I was like, welcome to your best client. You know, (laughs) no, but, um, and I've, I've been doing it now for three years and it's interesting because I'm now seeing back to mm-hmm. your ROI. I'm seeing the return on the healthiest I've been, including better than my twenties at this point. Um, my like body fat has never been better, like the, mm-hmm. the percentage count. My energy is through the roof. My knees, which I like busted in my twenties, have mm-hmm. never been the strongest they've been in my whole life, and I'm like, oh, you know, and there was no pressure. What I did is I removed the pressure and created a lifestyle. I was like, okay, well, exercise and movement is going to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. One, I don't have the time necessarily to figure out all the things to do, so let me go to the people who do. Then let me use that time while they're doing that for me, mm-hmm. like tell me what to do, and I just execute, I just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also away from my desk and away from my work and away from my like being too burnt out from, you know, because I had a habit of if you love what you do, you might do it too much if you're not yeah. taking breaks. hmm so time is also about, like, respecting the things that you love. And, you know, mm-hmm. that could be from both your spouse. And finding spouse. a
0: balance.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not just your passion. It could also be your spouse. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be able to show up well for your your significant other, too. Absolutely. And it's like, let me do the things that are healthy for me to keep this working well, mm-hmm. to keep this working well, to and keep when my
0: intuition. Yeah. And when you're a mom, th- it, that is, like, it's hard. It's a hard balance because you're, mm-hmm. like, so much of your time and energy goes into the demands of your kids, right? But you also have to have a healthy balance, which is what I emphasize so much on and work on where I'm just like, no, I need to, you know, find a healthy balance and do what I need to do for me. Like in our household here, we we try very hard to when it when it comes to exercise, like you say, it's it's a stress reliever. It's for your health. Like I can't show up. I can't be what everyone needs to, me to be if I can't show up as my best self. You know.
1: So true, and mm-hmm.
0: and
1: and your kids and your spouse need you to put you first mm-hmm. because, like, the more healthier and intuitive and strong and um in your in your lane you are the better you can provide good energy to them you exactly. know exactly same thing um uh, one of my buddies i was just uh you know i also um just some training with him uh josh neely josh.s.neely on on uh if anybody's curious he said something really cool uh the other day that he was listening to a speech and was like i, I don't know if it was tony robbins or who, who was somebody motivational and they were talking about um uh success and, was, and somebody in the crowd I guess had asked like um you know why do people fear success and he said and i guess the, the notion was people don't necessarily fear success they fear what they have to lose to become quote unquote successful whatever that mm-hmm. success is for them whatever is the world that they want right mm-hmm. they fear what they have to lose and a lot of times it's people
0: people yeah. and
1: and the cool thing is i tell people there's a great way you can do it with grace where it's like if i know what i'm doing with my time hmm it's no longer about the person I'm telling no to. They're just understanding that like, oh no, I'm, I just, I have a schedule that I'm keeping. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, oh, okay. And you're like, yeah. Like, but thank you so much for the invitation. Like that means a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you first get it where you can get intentionally busy from your own activities and then you can weave in who you want to spend time with. But yeah, that energy is something else. And it it becomes, it has become a, uh, such a practice of mine that now even in business, um, I mean, it's rare. Like, depending on how I take on clients, um, but it's rare. I mean, I've been in a few meetings, even with like former clients, where mm-hmm. if if they're not discover, if they're not uh, discussing a solution, I literally, in a very loving manner, say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to excuse myself from this conversation right now." And I, I've done this even more recently with wow. like, "Is mm-hmm. everything okay?" And I'm like, "Listen, I was like, I cannot one, I don't want any words coming out of my mouth that aren't of a solution." or mm-hmm. I don't want gossip. I don't want to talk about people or problems. Mm-hmm. So if, if this is the conversation that you want to have, I could be using my time way better. And I mean this in, in the most respect. You can continue having mm-hmm. this conversation. I would just like to excuse myself so mm-hmm. I'm not a part of it. And by the way, don't be afraid to say it. I know people are like, there's that, by the way, that's love. That's love. That's not mm-hmm. most building that that's not love. I'm like that's yeah. being honest. And it's also saying, like, listen, I'd rather spend quality time with you than, yes. than you know, time where we're probably partaking in words mm-hmm. and ideas that are not moving both of us forward. forward that's yeah. and and so and that is
0: time, that's, that's where friendships like fa- like that's what happens when you're there's nothing else to base your friendship on, then that's what ends up happening.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's, it's been an inch. And by the way, I'm telling everybody that's listening practice mm-hmm. because it, that is not easy. I was like, I was like, I did know. I just say that? You know, I but, know it um, sounds mean, <laughs> you know, well, and honestly, you know, I get to say it to you and the, in mm-hmm. the audience, like with just, you know, when I was actually in the office, it was like, Hey, mm-hmm. listen, guys, like I love you guys. Like I, I actually, it's more, it's actually more heartfelt. I'm like, Hey guys, listen, I love you. Mm-hmm. This conversation is really not helping where we have to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I get it, but I really, in all fairness to myself and my time and my schedule, I don't have time for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have to excuse myself. So you can deliver it with grace and love, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. You should, that's respect. And that's also integrity. Um, and it also does create a boundary to people be, be like, oh, wow, like this person really respects their time. And it's like, yeah, because if I'm not getting any more of it, Mm -hmm. You know, and and anything can happen in any given moment where I don't have it anymore, period. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I only want to be, you know, as present as possible and using the time, um, you know, judiciously.
0: Valuably, yeah.
1: Valuably, valuably. Mm -hmm. Then then I have to be my word. That's that means something to me. Mm -hmm. And by the way, as a client, you want me to be my word. You want that's what makes me mm-hmm. follow through. And and it does actually create a lot of respect. That boundary does create respect because people they, they were even like, listen, we totally get it. Thank you. Like we'll we'll finish up this part of this part and send you whatever else that we need to send you. And I'm like, cool, perfect. Like, so you know, it, it helps kind of also establish with them, like, huh, you know, okay. Um, that was that was that was interesting how he did it. That's why I say you, yeah, you want to still it- Mm-hmm. You still want to deliver with integrity. You you never want to be like you know mm-hmm. "f you" and how no, dare no, you? Yeah, how course. dare you use my time like this? Yeah. No, like <laughs> we still we still have to show up as like we have to lead by example.
0: Example, yep. So not only did I spend a lot of time preaching about time. But you spent time listening to this episode, so I hope that it added value to your life in some way or that you were able to gain something positive for um, from this. And if you did, I ask that you please either share it with someone else, um, subscribe to my show if you haven't already subscribed, leave me a rating, a comment um, connect with me. You can, you know, give me feedback. You can connect with me on Instagram. You can text me, leave a comment on, um, on my post or DM me, whatever. I really love to hear back from you guys. I love when, you know, you, um, let me know that something I spoke about, uh, resonated with you. Um, and I just want to say as always, thank you for listening.